Welcome back to the A Black Hands podcast. So happy to be with you all. I am Charles Cole III here with my amazing Doctor Charles Cole the Doctor in the house. Doctor Charles Cole, uh, appreciate that. And my brothers Raymond and uh, the one and only Cell uh, Mecky. I like to call him that, but brother. Okay. Um, again, sending good love and good vibes to our other member Chris, who will be back with us soon. Um, but today we got a really, really interesting topic, which is discuss teachers yet again. And Ray wrote an amazing article. So I'm actually going to let Ray take it away. So TFA, Teach for America, is a hot button topic in California. I think actually they're trying to get rid of TFA as a whole from the state. And so in doing some reading, I had come up on an article that Julian wrote on cloaking cloaking ed whatever his blog is i don't want to plug his blog he bothers me but anyway i saw interesting content from him and so i was just like all right man i see who's leading this this is the same dude that led charter schools being uh the moratorium from naacp so man i was just like all right so i'm not tfa i came in through an alternative program similar to TFA. But I mean, if I had to do it all over again, I don't know, maybe I would have come through TFA. Who knows, right? But I know from my experience, I've never, I haven't had a bad experience with a tfa Um I feel like they come to the table with really good content knowledge. I feel like they're coachable uh, from the aspect of, they know that they don't know. And so they want to learn, they're eager to learn. So a lot of the negativity that, that's surrounded by TFA is that, oh, they leave after two years. But in general education, teachers leave after two years. So it's just like, you know, we're not going to make them the enemy as opposed to looking at what the real problem is. And that's the problem with K-12 education. And Ray, what drove you to write this article? Like something's happening right now in, in my state of California that, that, that inspired you to, that said, you know, I, I got to I gotta say something. Yeah, so I mean, like honestly, it's been it's been in my on my mind for a while. I feel like they get a raw, I feel like they get a raw deal everywhere, um, in terms of just the impact that they have in urban education. And you know, they they go into hard to staff areas, and these are areas that these veteran white teachers don't want to go into. And so, you know, I don't understand what what what's what's the what's the big deal surrounding TFA because they're doing something that nobody else wants to do. Right. So what's happening here in in California is there's something there, there's this bill that got written up really quick that would uh, essentially ban TFA uh, from being able to to staff schools here in California. So the whole state, the entire the whole state. Right. So. Wow. So basically what's happening, right, is that TFA has became like the scapegoat of basically education reform saying that. So. Let's just let's just break it all the way down, right? Let me have my Chris Stewart moment if he was here. <laughs> There's an attack on ed reform in general, right? So we just saw the string of strikes that has happened across the country, which have led to school boards voting to do uh, charter moratoriums, even though state law actually doesn't allow them to do that. Um, and then now going after TFA. So what they're trying to do on a strategic level is attack various angles of what they feel is education reform. Uh, And so they tie it to things in certain tags like neoliberalism and things of that nature. And so when that came out, you know, Ray wrote an article, 
Sharif had something that he had said about it. And then Ray just had Twitter go crazy. And it was actually a lot of people that have been commenting about this. So before I dive in with my thoughts, um, Sharif, what's your take on just these, you know, these string of attacks and the latest one on TFA as a whole in the largest state in, in the union? Yeah. Um, largest state and maybe, you know, a collection of some of the most dysfunctional mindsets um, when it comes to supporting, you know, black and brown kids. You know, when, when I, I have a little patience for people who put, you know, just come out of the woodwork um, and start blaming things that are basically 25, 30 years old for everything that's been happening. Like, I'm, you know, we talked about this before, like, show me the last time that you know, districts were, were producing great outcomes for black and brown kids. And we can just rewind it there. You know, I mean, a lot of these people sound like, you know, like Trump or something, you know, like make America great again. They're like, make America <laughs> great again for black kids. Great again, where? What are you talking about? Right. And so like those kind of things. And the last time I look, I mean, I haven't read this article in a while, but the last time I, I checked, California had a teacher shortage. I remember uh, earlier this year, it was talking about they spent $200 million to address the teacher shortage. Now, you have a pipeline, but despite the shortage, you're going to say, hey, we're going to close that pipeline, despite the fact that they're also probably the most diverse pipeline. Absolutely. Uh, we got to touch teachers on that. To get Re into school. Review. People don't have real solutions, man. When you don't have a real solution, you blame and, and point the finger at everything. That, that's the number one way to show that you don't have a solution. Julian, fix the schools then. Right. Get out your office, roll up your sleeves, and fix the schools. I mean, like people like him are just like constantly talking trash about this and talking about what solution has he produced? Where the, where's his track record for producing great outcomes for kids? And so we're talking about, we're talking about a little bit. Ray, go ahead and jump in on uh and, and Ray, as you roll into your comment, just repeat a few of the key points uh, that Sharif made just because he's a right. little uh it's, it's a little foggy on his side. Right. So one of the things that I wanted him to talk about, and I want you to talk about as well, because I know you have firsthand knowledge as a former TFA employee, is um, is the diversity that comes out of TFA. Uh, I think that, that that's worth talking about. And then also, you know, we got these people that are these these uh, these PhDs that sit perched high in the sky that are not really in in, in the classrooms or in the schools doing the work. Uh, they're talking about their theories, but they can't really talk about the practice. And I think that, you know, that's, that's one of the things that kind of annoys me in terms of being on that road to, to becoming a doctor in education. This is, I don't ever want to lose my focus in terms of like having that practical experience of being a leader. Um, and I don't ever want to look down on my people. I feel like they do that a lot and that bothers the hell out of me. But I want you to talk about the diversity that exists in TFA and that whole pipeline. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, so, you know, full disclosure, I went and I worked for TFA for about two and a half years in Oakland. I loved working for them. I did not do the core. I actually didn't come into this field as a teacher. I came in as a social worker. And funny enough, I became a social worker, very similar um, like basically there were no black males. There were, there were very many black males in social work. So what they tried to do is, you know, make it easier for black men to get into social work. And I did that for five years, very similar to TFA's motto to get you into teaching. So when I start, when I joined the staff, they were looking for somebody that was locally from Oakland at new Oakland uh, to help 
recruit and retain uh, black and brown people that were from Oakland. And that was a large part of my job while I was there. And I think we did really a, good, a really good job. And most and a lot of people that I worked with, especially that were in my group, stayed in education, whether they're teaching or in some form of education affecting systems. And so, you know, one of the things that we failed to mention is that TFA, at the time when I worked there, was the largest black pipeline into teaching. And so my thing has always been, you ain't got to like TFA. Like, that's fine. I don't have an issue with that. But if you're more focused on shutting that down as opposed to building your own pipeline so we can have more people in the field because we've had a teacher shortage almost every single year uh, for the last five or six years that I can recall uh, trying to staff hard to staff schools. Again, and also let's look at you know, in Oakland, TFA teachers make up a small, like maybe maybe a drop of all the teachers that come into Oakland. And it's funny because when I was on staff and we were trying to negotiate a contract, we looked at how long our teachers stay in education versus just the folks that come in traditionally into the district. And for hard to staff urban schools, TFA actually had a better track record of keeping teachers in the classroom um, than those that came in through other means. And that's not surprising at all, like you just said, Ray, because Going, starting in a new career and going to some of the hardest to teach places is just difficult regardless of what your training is. And I think that one of the things that people try to tag TFA on, listen, this isn't about caping for TFA, right? Like there are some things that need to be addressed. And I used to definitely address them when I was a staff there. But we say this thing like, oh, TFA's training is inadequate and you don't feel ready when you step into the classroom. Well, I'm sure if I add, nobody feels ready when they step into a classroom. Like, Not a one person. like so, so if we talk about, if we're talking about that, we also have to talk about, you know, we got to keep that same energy for traditional teacher pipelines and programs. And we don't, right? It seems like we continue to move the goalposts. So it's like, well, who stayed? Who didn't stay? Well, if I show you data that these people actually stay longer than these people, then what? Well, you know, whatever incentive, like it's, it, the goalpost continues to move and we continue to just talk about adult issues and we don't talk about kids because long before TFA was a thing, long before charters was a thing, long before they was talking about millionaires and privatization and things like that, black kids still could not read. Generation. They, they, still, can't, generation. they still can't read, bro. So what, what has changed? Nothing has changed. They still can't read. Right. I mean, but my, my thing is just a small, and you, and you brought this up, and, and I don't remember the number, but the small percentage that TFA actually makes up in the, in the, the teaching force is, is minuscule across the country. It's three million teachers, three million. And we're talking about, you know, what, over the 25 years, let's say, let's say 200,000. You said 200,000. 100, I don't know. I'm just saying, but like compared to three million for, for this kind of energy, um, and, and, could, and I take exception to it. And just like, Ray, you came through the alternative certification program. I also came through a certification program. And so when you're talking about one alternative certification, you're, you're talking about several. Um, and I actually had less training than, than TFA offered. I had less, right? And that was, that was celebrated in a lot, of, a lot of places. And again, people, a lot of people who are doing all, all the talking have never led a classroom a lot of them have, have not been in, in those positions. A lot of them have not been principals trying to um, determine how am I going to um, make sure that these seven classrooms are, are filled, right? I came through alternative certification between uh, university partnership, which TFA does, uh, Concerned Black Men, nonprofit, and the school district. That's the same setup. Yeah. And I, I don't care what, the, what folks are, are saying, like what I gave to my students, what I gave to my community 
and I continue to give to this day, like, like nobody can talk trash about that, from, especially for folks from afar. And I, I just feel like it's, it's problematic. I just watched uh, um, Blackish, uh, the one when they're going through, like, you know, they were having trouble with their marriage. Mm-hmm. And interesting because, you know, it's the same Wait, thing. Wait, let, let, let me stop. How, how could you have trouble in that marriage, bro? And what? She's a doll. How can you? Keep, keep going, Sharif. Don't go. <laughs> <What is it? laughs> anyway. Oh, oh you said how they have trouble with her? Yeah. Well, she, I mean, she's a little weird, but, you know, we're all weird in some spaces. But the, um, this, this whole idea, like, when you, when you have a big problem, the folks with no solution starts picking at the little things, right? And so you're talking about the, the how many uh, TFAers are there as opposed to how many, uh, you know, actual, uh, even vacancies. How many vacancies exist? We have schools that, that black kids go through all year without, you know, without teachers in plenty of schools, right? And so, but they're looking at like solve the problem. All, everybody who wants to look at TFA, forget TFA, solve the problem, come up with real solutions. And don't just tell me, oh, every district needs, you know, a hundred billion more dollars. We need more money and that's not the only thing that's gonna fix things. Jersey right, so, gets a so, whole lot of, Canada gets a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. One of, one of the things that I want to do and that I want for us to do in this show is that, you know, we're not 100% caping for TFA. Like, there's some things that no. TFA needs to fix in order to get people, you know, to, to stop talking about them and for them to not be front and center. Uh, one of the concerns that I have is the to and out thing. Like, I have a problem with, you know, the whole, like, I teach for two years and I go to law school, I go to med school, or whatever. And I know that a great majority of them don't do that, but I do have a problem with that. Like, I feel like any, you know, in any given hard to staff place, you need the, you need stability. And so, you know, they're saying two years to the same places that those uh, veteran white teachers won't go to at all. Gotcha. So they're saying I'm going to do this for two years. Veteran white teachers are saying I'm going to do this for zero years. Right. 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 That's why they're hard to staff. Right. right. Because they're running to the suburbs. They're running to the magnet schools. They're running to these places that are much easier so for, and then talk about equity and all this dem, democratic education from you know lily white suburbs. I'm not trying to hear that. Like yes, I I I want TFA to stay. Well, you know what? One of the foundings of two of the founding teachers at at Shoemaker are TFA alums. So they're they've been there 13 years. So they've been there longer than me, 13 years, and they were teaching before they came to Shoemaker. So let's say they've been in the game 14, 15 years. And they are like amazing, amazing teachers. I put my own children in front of them any day of the week. You know how huge that is. You know how huge that is for you to say that. That's that's huge. Whenever you have a school leader that is in a building that is saying that, hey, I will put my kid in that teacher's class in my building. That is speaking volumes about what that teacher can do and the type of commitment that you have towards that teacher. So I think that's super important. Man, remember Ronnie Locke cut off his pinky to play in the Super Bowl? Like to get them to to uh to stay in, in my school, I'd cut my pinky off. Like it's that is that serious, man. Man, and, that I, serious. and here's my question, right? What are rich people? Unfortunately, we don't have to do that. We just gotta take care of our great teachers and support them and, and give them you know leadership and, and I, I think that's a good point, Sharif. My question is, and I'm gonna ask this to both of y'all, real quick answer. When people get money and they rich, right? Where do they send their kids to school? Private school. Private school. So, all right. So, to be a teacher at a private school, what are the requirements? 
the same. Um, you pretty much maybe even less. less required, you know, it might be less required. Uh, than, 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 than no. Portfolio. Private schools hire who they want to. First off, yeah. private schools, Catholic schools hire who they want to hire. There is a lot of private schools that have teachers that are not certified or that are working on their certification concurrently. Like what I'm saying is this, right? We're not having so taking public dollars. When you take public dollars, you don't do that kind of stuff. Well, you know, I mean, we I'm going to come back to this public thing, right? Because I'm working on a different article. I, I, I sent it to y'all in the group. Um, I'm not ready to talk about it publicly yet, but you, you, you'll see what it's about. But, you know, the funny thing, like, we're not having conversations about kids. This is warfare, right? And in warfare, the, the job is to, like, weaken the other side's defenses, okay? So, like, because TFA is so what they feel is so closely aligned to air reform or charters and movements of that sort. Like it, it's not about kids. It's about casting a blow to ed reform. Like ed reform. That's only, that's only when, I mean, I'm just interested, but like, yes, it's not but a, 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 a warfare is just propaganda though, too. It's but, propaganda. But, but that's what happens. And I don't mean, that, right? I don't, whatever they say, just produce outcomes and share that up. Right. Like, so they're going to say yeah, but, whatever but, but, but they want. Reef, reef, reef. They're not playing fair, bro. They're not playing fair at all, and and they're they're winning these they're winning these small battles, right? And with them winning these small battles, they're getting ready to come up and go to war. And every form is not ready for that war because we too soft. I mean, but let's even have a conversation, right? I mean, whether air reform is, is, prevails or doesn't, right? Like we're gonna be here. So this, like, this is the thing, and this is where I think people get get us confused, right? Like, if you are trash school, then you a trash school, regardless if you public if you're a public charter if you are if you're private or whatever the case is right like we're gonna be here long after that dust settles i think that we're not having the right conversations though like if you tell me that you love kids then the focus has to be how are we better educating kids and so even in my dissertation right like i had to have some recommendations for educators and i did that but my real recommendations were for parents like for parents like you on your own like, let's just, I, I just need you to, let's just have this conversation, right? Like, you are on your own. And so you have to walk like you are the, 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 the expert on your child. You have to demand quality regardless of what school he's in. You have to, like, not fall in line with any of these type of ideologies. But your main focus has to be, like, the education of my child. And this is the other thing I'm going to say, and this might be controversial. And sorry if it's loud behind me, right? But I think this is important. Schools ain't the only play in town. They're not the only play in town. Like, we got into this place as black people where we put all of our faith into the school building. And for some, you kind of have to, right? But when I think back on my education, I gave my first speech at church. I learned leadership at church. I learned how to be a part of a team on my basketball team. I learned about scholarship and, like, citizenship in the boys' club. And I'm sure if you all, if I asked you all and I was honest about it, especially Sharif, right? Sharif, who is, like, you know, somebody that I look up to and just his morals and how he moves throughout the world. Sharif, was, your, was it your school that taught you that? Or was it your community that taught you that? And like my conversation is completely starting to shift from about this school stuff. Like I don't want to keep having conversations about teachers. I don't want to keep having and having to put my faith in systems that have not worked for us decade, decade, generation after generation. Like I don't want to keep putting milk in this spoiled, like I don't want to keep putting milk in a broken like refrigerator. Like I'm more concerned with what we need to do for our people as a community and, and giving them the best tools to navigate. Thoughts. I know I can sound crazy, but I love to hear y'all thoughts. Elementary school, like that was seamless. Home and school, like that was about as seamless as you can get as far as ideology and, and what people, how people, you know, were 
were, uh, you know, working together and things like that. So that was my elementary school, middle school as well, you know, overseas. I think high school, outside of like my coaches, that was a very different game. So, you know, I, I think then that's really when the community, um, there was a divide between the school and the community. I, I think you raised some points, but I also think that it's not the fact that uh, black parents are trusting the system. I think if anything, when you're talking about like eggs in a basket, that's one of the reasons that they put other eggs in the basket because they, they don't, you know, believe in the system, but a lot of times it's just like zero options. Like we have zip codes where that is the school. And if I'm working two jobs, I can't homeschool, right? I, I, I have nowhere else to send. I can't afford private school. I didn't get another magnet school. I got one school in the zip code and the state is saying, that's where you go or else. Yeah, I agree. Right? And so I don't, I don't know if that means that they believe in a system. I think if they feel that they've been shackled forever. And I agree with you that the conversations need to be about students and outcomes. That's what we talk about, like the 8 million, the mm -hmm. 8 million black students. What, how are we talking about them? And that's why I'm always like, just give us solutions, create solutions. And for me, a lot of times that's, that's about schools. What are you doing? Build a school, create a school, hold yourself accountable. Right. Other than that, all these people, Sharif, talk, you are, where are the NAACP schools at? Where's mm -hmm. Julian schools? Stop talking. Stop talking and do the work. Right. You, you, you everybody. Sharif, Sharif, you skipping a little. Sharif, it's all good. You skipping a little bit. So Ray, as you step into your your, your uh, comments, can you just highlight some of the top points that Reef made, please? So one of the things that he just said, and what I agree with uh, the most is, where is the NAACP in their schools? Where is Julian in his school? I would love to go to Sacramento to visit Julian's school if he has one, or if he's thinking about developing one, because, you know, we need him to be more solution-oriented than what he is. I mean, like, listen, you don't have to have a PhD to highlight a problem, right? Anybody off the streets can highlight the problem. But the real thing comes in when you're bringing solutions to those problems. So if we have a problem with TFA, what's the solution? If we have a problem with charter schools, what are the solutions for those problems? I think that, you know, I think that that's what I, that's what I want to talk about. Moving forward, that's what I want to talk about. And so the Twitter conversation that we had uh, for the last couple of days about surrounding the, the article that I wrote on TFA, I feel like it was, it wasn't adversarial at all. Um, I felt like it was really good um, in terms of creating dialogue to, to express, you know, that there is a need for there, for it to be a solution-based conversation and not necessarily us going at each other's throats. So that, that's one of the real takeaways that I got from it. Right, right. And Sharif, don't worry about it, brother. We gonna, you know what I'm saying? It's, we, we just gonna, we gonna ship you some Wi-Fi in the box. You know what I mean? It's all live. <laughs> uh, but a little bit of static is not gonna stop us from having this good conversation. And, and here's what I'll say, like, on Julian. I know Julian, we're, we're cordial. Like, we've, we've been in the same spaces. Uh, we're part of the same NAACP. Uh, I don't agree with a lot of his 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 the, the things that he says and in, in, in those pieces, but I also I don't want I don't want to I don't want to empower and give too much power, right? Like you know what I mean? I think he has a, a yeah. I mean, and I I'll ask him if he wants to be on the show. I'm sure I, I don't see him turning that down. I want to make sure my brother Chris is back when we do that though, because they're like two peas in a pod. I love I love when they are. Uh, if you if you haven't, you should go and look up their debate that they had. They had a very public debate. 
and it was it was uh it was actually quite good i think that you know but i agree with your point man like there are a lot of people not just him there's a lot of people everywhere because when you don't have to like show and prove or do anything like it's easy to play you know quarterback from the 50 yard line right like it's easy to say what should have happened you know and um and i think that that's one of the things that we constantly talk about like do we have an issue staff in schools or do we want to get rid of one of the largest like pipelines for black educators when we constantly are having a conversation about the lack of black educators like what are those numbers so just so, so that we can highlight to the to, to the listeners like what are the numbers of black and brown teachers that tfa is spitting out so tfa out of their entire group and i'd have to go look up the i used to know them by heart uh when i was working there but i know it's about they make up about 20 percent um because they're at about 49 percent people of color and black folks make up about 20%. But nationally, to my knowledge, at the, t- at the time when I was there, there definitely wasn't another pipeline that produced as many teachers, right? So here's my thing. You can hate TFA all you want. I actually, I don't care. Like, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> my thing is, but create something, right? Like, if you feel that strongly, you create a pipeline. You create an all pipeline that has, uh, instead of the, the, the six-week program that they try to laud, right? Like, Create one that has a two-year program or a three-year program. Duplicate it, right? Like make like in Oakland, they did something called like Teach Tomorrow Oakland, right? And it lasted for a little bit. And I think that the the minimum requirement was about five years. Um, and it, and it was it, it saw some success until it lost funding, you know. And I think that that's what happened. So 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 like, but make make your own pipeline. Where where is where is the gay teachers pipeline? Where oh, no, is uh, the Asian uh, teachers pipeline? Where uh, I'm just huh? The black black tfa i mean like, I'm, I'm just saying but, but my, my thing is listen instead of throwing rocks at the glass house right like that's not it, it it might get you some retweets and it might get your article published right but is it helping the eight million black kids in this country so like create something that's better you create something that has high expectations and high standards and y'all step in front of those bullets when your teachers struggle in the first year like any teacher does in any profession there is no profession worth this salt that when you start especially if you start in the in the most underfunded in the most like unstable settings where it has just a great uh rate of people lasting it just it, it that's just not how that works man I, i'm on the board of a hospital do you understand how long those trainings are like we train people after you get your md then you have to go to fellowships and then you have to do like you are a student for so many years and you know what and your first year is still rough and we still got people that leave after investing all that time so we keep trying to talk about this like it's isolated incidents and it's not it's really not it's it's an intellectually dishonest conversation is what it is and if we really here for kids like we can we can rise above that man we ain't got to like each other but if we if the if we should be united in the fact that and none of our lives and anybody that's living on the planet right now has not lived at a time when public education was teaching black kids in mass in the proper way. There's not a person living that saw it. Hey, and Reef, Reef always talks to this and Reef, you could, you could probably speak to this as well. Just about, <laughs> just about just like how the solutions in terms of like what we need to do uh, to get, to get our kids learning. Reef, it's okay, brother. Come on, you. This is a little bit. Don't even, you know what I'm saying? Don't get insecure about it. You know what I'm saying? We got you, man. We gonna, 
the A black human is gonna hold you up, y'all. Listen, listen, listeners. Okay, we treat y'all real good. Okay, our buddy Sharif is having some Wi-Fi issues. Y'all can deal with some static for the next minute. Sharif, brother, please, please bless us with your thoughts. You got nothing. Sharif, <laughs> <laughs> well, you just not gonna say nothing, man. Don't let listen. Ain't nobody even bullied you yet. The episode ain't even out yet. It's not live. You, it's okay. Come on, Reef. Give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> help, us, help us educate our kids, Baba. Hey. <laughs> Yo, reef on the state property. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, but let's let, but let's have this conversation, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we we interact with these folks. I'm not like I'm not interested in fighting with people online. Like, that's just no. it. Just don't do nothing for me. Like, I mean, some days I'm with the smoke and I want it and it's fine, right? But like, man, at the end of the day, man, like these schools did not prepare me for what I needed to be able to do in life. And it's so funny because people look at the fact that I finished the doctorate or started an organization like, oh, is this the same Charles that complains about his schools and how bad they were? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it, as quick as teachers are to take credit when that one kid does well and shouts them out, like, you got to keep that same energy for all the other kids, man. You got to keep the same energy for the kid that's going to prison for the rest of his life. You know like, oh, because like, because you're, that's a benefactor of your work. You, and, and it's just a part of, like, being a civil servant. When I was a social worker, man, my job was I tried to keep families together. And I did everything that I could to do it. And in some cases, we did. But in all honesty, if I'm being honest with myself, more often than not, like, it was a real struggle. And it didn't always end up that way. You know what I'm saying? And I got to eat that. That's just a part. That's because it's a part of the job. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just a part of the job, man. And so. Yeah, so, so let me ask you this. Where do you think the savior complex in education comes from? Um, I think that there's savior complexes in just about everything. I think that it's a part of our like human psychology. I think also it when you have a, a job like teaching similar to social work and you don't get paid a lot, like you have to kind of latch on to something. To something, you know what I mean? Like, like, so the narrative that I'm changing the world, right? Like, like, you would hear people say teaching is the most important job in the world, right? And and I and that's cool if you say that. I don't know if I say that to a firefighter who's running the fires to save people, right? I don't know if I say that to my brother who did two tours in Iraq and one in Afghanistan. You know what I mean? Like, like, but I get it, right? Like, I think everybody at times needs to be able to to feel that and to have it, right? Like. What I said to my to to my to my nurses and to my doctors at the hospital, you know what I mean? Like, right. it, you know, so I think that in those when we look at the pay and we look at the the prestige that across the jobs that I just listed, I yeah. think some could definitely argue that teaching falls lower on the totem pole. And I think as a society, you know, we've kind of like, but it wasn't it wasn't always that way. It, it wasn't, wasn't always that way. That way. Because I, I remember, I remember seventies, like late seventies. I was born in seventy seven, so late seventies, eighties, mm -hmm. early eighties. Teachers were revered, bro. I mean, I would I would drive around my neighborhood, and like you knew that where that teacher lived, and you like it was like an air of protection for that teacher. Like nobody <laughs> go near that person's house. That person's protected. You know it. You you spoke to that person like yes, ma'am, yes, sir, Mister McGee, Miss Smith. You know. And it brings me to that that article that was going around about about Maya Angelou because I know you wanted to talk about that. Mm, yeah, I'm a big I'm a big yeah you know I'm gonna let you. Reef, are you with us? 
I'm here, man. I can't, y'all can't hear me. Reef yeah, is we can back. hear you now. Reef is back. Can you hear me now? Right. I'm like waving and whatnot, but yeah. I was just like, you know, it's not working. I don't know what's going on. My, my bad, my bad. I'm, I'm not sure what's happening, but were you, were you hearing everything though? Yeah, yeah, I can hear y'all fine. All right. So, so what, what resonated for you? You know, I, I, I think. You know, part of what resonates a lot is is the conversation about people need to come up with solutions and and understand that ever since that, you know, black folks have, you know, demanded, you know, public education, they've never gotten, you know, a, a fair deal. And, you know, as, as Chris said, that's a consistent pattern when you have like this white supremacy, you know, people of color get shafted. And that's a that's con that's what's consistent you know, in our, in our system, like it's never been equitable. It's never been fair. It's not ever been, even been equal, right? Like it's always been separate and it's always been unequal. That is what we know. That's what America has always been. That's what our public schools have always been. And so I just, I just grow weary of all these conversations that people have who aren't coming up with solutions to, right? And so like that, that resonates with me, like tell people to do the work, start a school, Start your own, um, you know, program, teacher training program. And if not, just shut up. Like, just shut up. Like, because you're not, you're not contributing anything but noise. Because at the end of the day, not a single one of my parents care about what Julian says about, about anything. What they care about is, where am I sending my kid on Monday morning? Is my child going to be respected? Are they going to be taught? And are, they, are there going to be outcomes? And is there going to be a partnership? That's what we care about. Got you. So, like, I, my thing is like, create something. Self determination is the most important tool that that we can have. Mm -hmm. You don't like TFA? Start a teaching uh, training program. Right. You don't like relay? Start a residency program. You don't Charles, like Charles? Charles, you're on the West Coast, man. I, mm -hmm. I don't mean to interrupt. It's all good. But I just got something that said that. Uh, I know Nipsey, man. I just saw it. That's what I was. Uh, when 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 um. When Sharif was uh, trying to get my attention, I just got the breaking news that uh, rapper Nipsey Hussle was uh, just murdered in Los Angeles. Oh. And uh, Who was? rapper Nipsey Hussle, he's from he's here. He's from L.A. He's from the West Coast. Uh, an amazing rapper. He was doing some really positive things. Oh, sorry to hear that. And uh, yeah, so it, I I just got the breaking news. God. And uh, yeah, man, that's 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 tough, man. That's really that's really tough. And definitely a cyber note that we're going to end up ending this podcast on. But I think, you know, to try to make sense of this stuff, right. And to try to like wrap this all together. And I want to give y'all, you know, space to have your final thoughts, you know, in my research, um, my tips for educators was pretty simple. And whether you came in through TFA, traditional, whatever the case is, like nobody can pop their collar. I just want to like be very clear. Like, Nobody should be out here collar popping um, because in mass, black kids are just not getting what they need. So what my findings show was that avoid trying to teach black kids grit. Uh, they come with that. That's just not. And there's data shows that that actually doesn't improve um, their ability to learn. Um, and it just says it, it, it's just kind of disrespectful. I, I, I can go deeper into that, that, that research. The other thing that I said was, you know, be intentional, be intentional about serving like the agency of black kids, right? Like help them be agentic. Like, so even if you're not the best teacher, if I can't find the knowledge, teach a kid how to go 
how to go find the knowledge on their own. Um, the other thing that I that 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 I kind of recommended was uh, ensure students are leaving your classroom whole, because that's the other thing. It's one thing to not teach my kid; it's another thing to break black children. And I think a lot of our schools are breaking black children, right? Like when you have so many people talk about, um, you know, I mean, we we just talked, we just heard about Nipsey Hussle, but when you think about rappers, most of the thing they rap about is that they never believed in me, right? Biggie's, you know, biggest song, Juicy, is about like how these teachers and people didn't believe in him. And so we, our kids have to like, you know, battle that stuff. And I think the last thing that I put, man, was be a good ally. And this is what I meant by be a good ally. Instead of blaming, when you can't teach a kid, just be honest, say, I can't teach that child. And have an honest conversation with that parent and with your principal and with your team. And this is what I mean by that, right? Because for well, black- they're saying that, right? <laughs> they're, huh? saying that in, they're saying that in many different ways. But they're not saying it though, right? The, what, what they're doing is they're over-medicating kids. What they're doing is they're suspending them. What they're doing is they're, they're pushing them to like drop out of school. You know what I'm saying? But instead, like, if, if I really love your kid and I just can't do it, it's okay if I'm a parent, like, and, and, and I'm going to ask both of y'all because y'all are dads. If, if a teacher was like, look, I really do love your daughter, Ray. Um, I just don't know how to, I just can't teach her. Like, you might be a little upset, but like, <laughs> as some, but as a father, you might be like, okay, let's, well, let's get to work. Let's figure something out, right? You know what I'm saying? Or let's make the, the, the changes that need to happen instead of problematizing my child. And we see a lot of problematizing of black kids. All you got to do is look at suspension rates. All you got to look at drop, is, is dropout rates and stuff. So, I mean, those are just things that like practical things that I think that we could start doing better regardless of what your training has been. Uh, uh, but let me roll this into you all's final thoughts. Uh, Ray, you want to lead us off? Bro, I'm kind of just at a loss for words right now. Yeah, I man. think my final thoughts are more so centered around we got to end this senseless violence, man. And this is in every urban community, man. There's too many senseless deaths that are happening or on our watch things that should be a fight end up being bullets and we got to stop this man we got to stop this now and it starts with us it starts in the classroom uh by teaching these kids tolerance and teaching these kids how to talk through their problems and and come to resolutions without having to resort to violence man we got to do this this is tough right here yeah man it's, it is man uh so make you want to give us your final thoughts yeah, I, w- I would just say that, you know, the, the 8 million are really, what I, what I would love to see is is a, you know, a resurgence of the black community uh, responding, and, you know, to the, the crises that, that our children are in. Um, and that includes, you know, flooding the schools, starting our own schools. You know, I, I do still believe firmly that we need an independent uh, black school system you know, that's adjacent and that's, that's doing things differently. That's training teachers differently. That's, you know, um, really looking at, at what our children need to thrive and creating those systems. And so that's what I would really challenge um, everyone who holds dear to being a legacy civil rights organization. Your number one uh, goal should be to create great schools. Stop singing songs about children are our future and and create schools so that they can actually you know secure their future mm. and if not it's, it's just rap but you know people just like you know talking 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 you know like really let's create the institutions that our you know elders talked about that they did that they built 
And, you know, we need to, we need to get back to that. Like, you know, just, you know, think, things are, things are not good, you know, and the outcomes are not good. And until we decide that that's going to be our collective priority, um, instead of saying, no, not this way, not that way, not this way, not that way. Like, you know, just do it. Just, just create, build, and, and, um, and, and let's ensure that you're talking about like firefighters running into the fire. That's mm-hmm. what we need right now in, the, in this, uh, in these schools and, and into creating the spaces, you know, for our students. That's what we need. We need black firefighters, uh, running to these schools. Right. And I think that's a good point, man. I think that's good to end on. I would just say this, um, you know, I think us fighting each other and us having these adult issues and, and flexing in the ways we do. What if, what if, I mean, I do think it's a lot of smart people on all sides of this. I, you know, I know everybody don't agree with me, but I actually do. Damn, what would it look like if we was all actually just fighting together to really figure out how to educate these kids? Uh, but I'm going to take us out. And uh, in honor of Nipsey Hussle, um, I'm going to have him play us out. Uh, you have been listening to the A Black Hands podcast. Again, sorry for the audio, but, you know, what's most important is the, the, the conversation. But we appreciate you rocking with us, and we will see you soon. Peace. Last night it was a cold killer.